Welcome to the Mad Hustle Podcast, the place where motivation meets inspiration. It's where hard work pays off and excuses are for people who don't want to win. If you want to learn how to sell a show in Hollywood, then buckle up, pay attention, and leave your ego outside. Now here's the host of the Mad Hustle Podcast, a 30-year Hollywood veteran that's negotiated multi-million dollar deals, whose television creations and other entertainment projects have been shown around the world, influenced millions of people for generations to come. A man who wants you to win even more than you do, Butch Hartman. Remember, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Welcome to the Mad Hustle Podcast. Butch Hartman here. And gosh, oh golly, I'm just excited to be here. And you know, I, I guess I'm What really about exci- me? Well, I'm very excited to see you as always. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, you and, know that. That goes without saying. And his <laughs> wife, Julianne Hartman. Hi, everybody. Don't even let me get a chance. I was I was getting there. <laughs> oh, you had a, like a, a big intro. I, uh, I messed I it up. I I'm so sorry. I could have totally had an intro there if you just let me do it. Okay, let's just make like we're gonna start over. No, what I like about that though is you're mad hustling. You're trying to get your you're trying to get your your pitch in there as quick as possible. Yes, which I love. that's what mad hustlers do. Yeah, if you're mad hustle like me and Julianne, you are out there trying to get your uh, voice heard and your name heard and your name on the podcast as quickly as possible. Yeah, no, there's so much out there fighting, you know, to. Uh, I don't know, for their own purposes. And that mud, that mad hustle, that means we got to get out there. We got to work hard. We got to push ourselves. Rise and, above. And rise above. Yes. yes. Overcome. Overcome. Overtake. I was going to say, too, if you guys give us a five-star review on the Mad Hustle podcast, we will read your review aloud here on the air. It's got to be a five-star review because why would we bother with a four-star review? It's all no, I who can, no, I don't want to hear We're that. not doing that. And I don't want to hear a one-star review either. And also, guys, don't forget to get my book, Mad Hustle, on Amazon. And you can get our book, Vision Possible. Julianne and I wrote Vision Possible. Believe, conceive, achieve. It's all about achieving your goals. And you can get that on Amazon as well. Also, if you guys want to do a coaching call with me, a mentorship kind of a call where I coach you through a project, or if you want to get some advice from me, go to askbutchhartman at gmail.com and you can sign up for a coaching call with me. Just put the word coaching calls or the phrase coaching call in the subject of the email and someone from my team will get back to you. They can also get a hold of you as well. Yes, they can. You can go to visionpossible.net. As a matter of fact, you can go to Vision Possible on YouTube and XOTV Mm -hmm. and see teachings that we do. We have five people on our staff. And uh, we Five amazing uh, instructors. Yes, and it's five days a week, and we've got many hours of teaching, and so I know that it would really, really help. But I also do coaching as well, so you can go to visionpossible.net, and I will be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest encourager, and the one that's going to kick you in the butt the hardest. Yeah, well, that's true. If you guys want to, that is true. If you guys want to be um, fired up and encouraged and uh, scared out of your mind, Julianne is the one. That but what I love is that you tell them how to do this, how right. to get their shows up, right. and I make sure they do it. You're, you're, you're <laughs> like the mom who comes in at eight in the morning. Get out of bed. It's time for yeah, school. Yeah, exactly. That's who you are. I'm like, uh, you're sick. Ca- I don't care. Get out anyway. I'm like, look, as long as you're enjoying the sleep and you get up and do it later, I'm fine with that. But you're like get up now no. it's time to go i'm kind of like that too i don't um know, excuse me you are that way you and i are both identical in that um aspect where we both hate to see potential go unrealized with anybody i hate to see especially in us i hate to see you and i and i take adva- full advantage of a situation oh i know and i really hate seeing when i when i see somebody who i know has got a great amount of talent and and really has a lot of potential and they won't take advantage of it what really bothers me on top of that is when the people come to us and they say, how can I fix a situation? How can I increase or grow in this and this and this? 
we sit with them for hours and we tell them or we give them like basically a whole game plan and then they don't, they don't implement and they don't do it. Yeah. It's not like they started to do it and a boulder fell on them or something. Yeah. They like, just don't do it. And I, the, I mean, by the way, and they've come and some they've of them we paid. Do, some of them have paid. paid a lot. We've done for free too. Well, that was when we were first doing this because we really loved, you know, just to help people. We do like helping people and we've yeah. done a ton and we're, for free. But here's the thing though. It takes a lot of time out of our life yeah. to help to, to do this. We don't just give you like a, an abbreviated version of what we're doing. We like yeah. to help people completely in whatever it is that they're wanting to do. But you know what? There's something about putting their skin in the game. That is for sure. And when the stakes are a little higher, uh, people uh, tend to work a little harder, you know? Yeah, no, it's like, it's like I always said this, you know how you buy a car for your kid. Like my parents bought me a car. Mm -hmm. I, that car, I like treated that car like crap. I mean, I had food in it. I had like yeah. all kinds of junk in it. But when I bought my car, yeah. it was like, you can't eat in here. You can't drink in here. Don't you dare pride spill of, anything. Pride of ownership. Yes. Yeah. And so there, there's just, that's the way we are. I, I wish we weren't that way, but that definitely is something that, you know, that we have to, that, that we de definitely deal with. Well, I like that because uh, that is the title of our show today. It's Pride of Ownership. And, okay. Uh, I really like um, that title. And I like the fact that, you know, you are going to treat your own project much better than if uh, you were working on somebody else's project. For example, when I was doing Fairly Odd Parents, I was the first one in. I was the last one out. I, um, I, I worked through lunch. I would, uh, you know, have people have lunch in my room, but we would work through lunch. I mean, the, I keep saying lunch, so I must be hungry. But um, I really I just realized I didn't even eat lunch. Uh, you do that all the time. You don't, you don't ever eat. But anyway, um, I just, I really realized that when I had my own show, finally, I started actually appreciating it a lot more as opposed to when I worked on somebody else's project, especially when you're young. I used to go into work. And I would do the best I could, but I would complain about my job. I complain about the people I worked right. with. I would complain about the money I was making. And I would kind of just, five o'clock, I'm out, and I would leave. Did we do a show on complaining? We probably should. <laughs> we probably we should. Because yeah. I'll tell you something. Nothing is more of a, I don't know, of a what? joy okay. breaker than to complain all the time. Uh, yeah. You find no joy in anything you're doing when you're just complaining. And especially when you get around other people that go, yeah, you're right. And yeah, you're right. And I that's know. why I don't, I don't be around. I don't just, I don't like to hang around those people. Yeah, I know. I agree. And, and, uh, I, I was one of those people I that, that I, you know, I didn't I like hanging out with yeah, you. I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. Um, but you know, guys, I wanted just to say, by the way, we didn't do our feel good story of the day. Oh, we today. need to do that. Got to do our feel good story of the day. Um, this this comes from. Hold on, I have the info right here. I have several, but what I'm going to choose right here is a real. There's three good ones. Uh, here's a here's a great one. This is from uh, the Good News Network. Okay. okay. Good News Network. Here's the here's the headline. A scrappy 81 year old woman completes her second tough mutter race over huge obstacles. Instead of tough mutter, wow. it's tough mutter. And yeah, mutter because it's um, mud. And, and here's how it's written. Okay, so an 81-year-old widow just finished her second Tough Mudder race. What's your excuse? Question mark. Mildred, love that name. Do you have a picture of her? Yeah, I do. This is her crawling over the uh, like a, a barrier. Oh, obstacle. I love that. That'll yeah. be me. Like says, okay. Mildred Wilson. How many Mildreds do you know? None. Or have you ever known in no. your life? Is there like they call her Millie. For sure. I think maybe in the 1940s, there might have been a, t a radio star named Mildred. Mildred Wilson from 
Sequestin, Missouri, crossed the finish line of a tough mudder 5K obstacle course, muddy and elated earlier in March. Despite being an octogenarian, this was Wilson's second completed tough mudder. In 2019, after her 80th birthday, Wilson was asked by her son if she wanted to do a race after he himself had just finished one. The race is famous for immediately requiring participants to army crawl through pits of muddy water. Oh my gosh, I want to do this. Before tackling a a several mile run interspersed with obstacles. Well, that's a the great several story. mile run might be a little rough. Way to go, Mildred. Mildred, I you are like my hero. Oh, such a 1940s name. It's like Gertrude. I know. Or, you know, it's like Gertrude or uh, oh, uh, what's another like 40s name? Uh-huh. Like, uh, um, uh, no, I can't even think of one. I'm going to say something. Good. I don't know. Anyway, very funny, very <laughs> cool name. It's like saying your name is like a Horatio or something like that. Right. By the way, if your name's Horatio out there, that's a killer name. Way it sure is. So is Mildred. But that's our good news story. Guys, an 81-year-old woman running through an obstacle course in the what mud is, what is our excuse in the mud i love hollywood oh has hollywood has more mud in it than anybody yeah so if you're like 20 right now and you read about this woman in 30 year or not 30 actually like 22 years being 80 years old doing a mud run and her name is julianne hartman <laughs> i was wondering where you were going with that I'm like you're, you're an gonna, 81 year old woman 22 years from now yeah. you, you mean your name oh yeah you won't stop exercising no what i'm saying is you'll go like wow i remember she said she wanted to do that on july 15th you know or, or whatever the date is the in july you know i'm not, cutting. I'm not gonna cut here just keep going i like the hole you're digging yeah <laughs> Okay, here's the deal. In Julianne, July 2021. Julian's trying to speak right now, and we're, <laughs> we're going to allow her to continue to speak. Are you trying to say that you're going to be one of those older women? I am. All you have to do is say that. That's why you have to sum it up. Totally. I'll be one of those older women, too. Well, I just wanted just to sum remind it up. them in July of 2021. I'm trying to teach you how to sum I it up. Said Get that. to the point. Yeah, I am so not Get good at that. Get to the point. You know, that's another... We need to do a show on that, because not everybody's a storyteller Get like you. Get to the point? No, yeah. That's well, a that's a good title, but I mean, Write like... That down. For point. someone like me, I am the worst storyteller. I always forget all the details. You're not the worst. Well, okay, I'm not one of the best. I can tell you that. I will give you a piece of advice, though. What? you got to give people information when you tell them a story. That's the problem. So what I do is I give them the punchline or the yeah, main thing. Jump right then I go back and give them the details. But yeah, they've right. really lost interest. But I don't want to give too much of this away because then we'll have nothing to talk about when we do that show. What show? The show, get to the point. Oh, today's show. Oh, that no, particular show. No, the, the show yeah, we'll do in the title. future. Well, today's show is called Pride of Ownership. And the reason we're talking about this is And I'm sure our viewers are going, can you guys get to the point? They're not viewers. Can you, they're, they're listeners. I mean, your listeners. Can right, you doing, please get to the point you're now? You're doing fantastic. You're doing great. So, um, yeah, we'll keep you on around for a while. Nice job. Okay. All right. So, you. anyway, uh, I wanted to say something else, too. Um, well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> well, actually, well, no, actually, I'm going to get to you right now. Our anniversary is next week. Yes. Next week marks the 52nd episode of the Mad Hustle podcast. I can't believe it. We've been doing this for a year, which blows my mind. And um, next week, I'm so excited. We're going to be celebrating our anniversary of the Mad Hustle podcast. Yeah. One year of podcasts. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my mind. What was that? Who sang that? That's a little river band. I thought so. But I want to know if you knew who that was. I knew that. You knew who that was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here quietly till you get yourself out of this one, too. No, I I knew the Little River Band. Okay. That is for sure. Not bad. Lo- no, everyone, maybe our viewers don't everyone know. Everyone over 50 knows the Little River Band. Yeah. There was a big river band, but a whole different thing. Okay. Yes. So pride of ownership, guys. Listen, if you're out there um, pitching a project, um, even if it's not yours, even if you're partnering with somebody, 
even if you're working on somebody else's show, even if you're working with somebody else that you um, have somehow gotten you know involved with, you cannot uh, do a half-baked job. You need to take pride of ownership over every single thing you work on. And I'll tell you why. Even if the person you're working with is getting more money than you, even if the person you're working with has got a higher ranking credit than you or whatever, you need to take pride of ownership simply because that is a great character trait to have. And um, it's one of those things that comes back to you. When people see you taking something very seriously and working really, really hard on something and treating it just like you would treat something of your own, they're going to entrust you with more things. I've been talking about this with a lot of people lately about how, you know, just, you know, terrible jobs people have had lately and, you know, over, over the course of our lives or terrible people we've worked with or terrible situations we've all been involved with. And what came across from everybody, including myself, that I was talking to was none of those people had pride in those jobs. They were just jobs. They were doing them to get a paycheck. They were doing them just for the heck of it. And boy, this will lead to the next big thing. Right. And it will lead to the next big thing. But you have to allow yourself to love what you're working on, even if it's not yours, because that attitude is going to translate into everything that you do. Totally. And it's just going to make... Everything better around you. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And, you know, you know the am, only am job. Am I making any sense at all? Yeah. The only job, it's interesting. I look back in my life. The only jobs that I had that I really didn't care about. Can I ask what that was? What was that? Summer of 84. <laughs> what do you, what happened? Your phone went off? I don't know. Let I'm, me see your phone. I'm not cutting this. We're keeping No, this. I know. I, I, what was that? No, I don't know. I wish I could tell phone. you. Give me the phone. It was. Oh, well, first of all, your sound is on your phone. I don't know why. Well, actually, no, it's not. It's yeah, no, it's not. Okay, so my only... That was the summer of 84. What yeah. was that? Was I that... don't know. It just said summer of 1984. <laughs> what is this? I don't know. Summer of 84. Let me play it again. The instrumental? We should maybe change this to our theme song. I have no idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't either. But let me just say this. Uh, because I wanted to be an actress when I first... In the summer of 84. In the summer of 84. It sounds like the beginning of like a White Snake song. Yeah. Well, actually... Sweet victory! The like summer of 1984 thing. was when I went to go work on the game show Jeopardy. The summer of 84? Nice. I like having sound effects like this. It would enhance things Are we allowed to? Yeah, of course we are. Okay. We... we it says summer of 84. We have, there, there's my computer there going There you go. Out. Tons okay. of sound going so on. So what I'm saying is is that the the, the jobs I really didn't care about uh, that I just did for a paycheck right. was because I wanted to be an actress, so I just did a lot of temp jobs, and I worked for Apple One, temporary uh, employment agency. And so they would send me out. I could do a different job a day, or I could do like a week or two weeks, or like when someone went on maternity leave I could do it for like a couple months oh. or they were just sick or just vacation so those are the jobs that I did that I really didn't care about right but one thing that I would realized you, would you do a good job at well jobs? I was gonna say one thing I really realized about myself was no matter what I do I always care about what I do and so that's what I want to say to that's our, why you turned your phone off when you walked in here and we're completely prepared for the phone to go off Yes, that was exactly. planned, right? It was totally because you care so much yeah, yeah. but um, what I'm saying is, is that I want to tell everybody that you know, no matter what you work on, everything is really important because you're, you're like, your stamp is on it. No, your reputation. Yeah. Well, your reputation, but also your personality. 
Yeah. Okay, so this sounds like a, a really it's just a real rock ballad. That's a ballad of some kind. We're gonna. I don't know, but but you put you know you 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 put a part of you in it, and that's important because even though it didn't mean anything to me, but I would think about you know the the person that hired that that gave their word that I would do a good job for that company. And I always thought I can't let that person down. I've got to, yeah, yeah. I've got to do what I got to do the best that I can do. And I always did. I did my best that I could. So I never really had a job that I threw away. That really, that, that ever. happened to me. That happened to me a couple times um, when I was younger, and I, I regret it to this day. Somebody would vouch for me. Yes. And I would, I never did, I never did anything stupid or bad or or horribly wrong, but I would act irresponsibly. I wouldn't like. I, I maybe I was late, or I would complain, or I would uh, talk behind people's backs, and that right. was one, that was one of my worst things. You know, I never. It's funny. I grew up in a situation. I'm not blaming anybody, of course, because it's my responsibility. But I, I grew up in a situation where my family, we just talked about people. That's what everybody does. Well, and, what but, family doesn't? Like I grew up that way too. You no, know, just gossiping. And then I got around a bunch of people that didn't gossip. And so I would gossip and they would look at me like I was this horrible person. Yeah. And I would get offended at them. Like, what's wrong with you people? And then that would start a whole different problem. But it was my fault because I hadn't learned the social skills it took to not be a jerk around people. And what I mean by pride of ownership, guys, is take pride not just in a project that you're doing, but you know what? Take Anything pride, that you do, though. Take pride in yourself, too. Like, um, there's people that want to work with us sometimes, and I can just tell by the way they're put together, we just can't work with this person, you know? Or or we can totally work with that person, or at least they seem good from the outside, because they're together. They're, they take pride in them and their appearance. They take pride in who they are, how they speak. Right. You know, talking about how they and carry their skills and, and how they've, yeah. you know. And look, know. if you're a young person and you come to us and you don't have the, a million skills yet, I get it. You're young. It doesn't matter. Right. I totally understand. But um, if you're an older person and you want to like do, um, you know, some great, great stuff, maybe get to a level you've never been to before, you need to convince people that you're worth the risk, I guess. Totally. And, and that's pride of ownership. Pride of ownership in the idea. Pride of ownership in who you are. Pride of ownership in what you hope to accomplish. You know, I love going on LinkedIn. Um, it's funny, LinkedIn is like the... Uh, the grown-up version of uh, Twitter, I guess you would say. Everybody right. on everybody on LinkedIn is employed. Not everybody, but they want to be employed. They're professional. It's a far more professional workplace, you know what right. I mean? Right. And so uh, I love going on LinkedIn because you see people that really take pride in their career, their accomplishments, and I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying it's it's important. I'm not saying it's good to be prideful. Like, look how great I am. But hey, I did this. Here's what I'm doing. Here's why you can trust me to work with you. That sort of thing. Well, I think that, that's what I like. Yeah. I mean, I, I think people can be very proud of their work and what they've done. You know, I don't think there's a problem with that. But when you get the arrogant people that are like, you know, right. putting people down because they think they're better than everyone, that's always a problem. But no, I mean, we should because think of it this way. If you don't uh, take pride in your ownership of something, who's going to do that? Yep. Nobody's going to just do that. I mean, let's say that you are working in a, on a, in a business and you've got a team of people working underneath you. Well, a lot of times that team, somebody, many people at times, want to get all the uh, attention for maybe something that was done through the team that was very successful. Somebody's trying to get the, to get, trying to get 
the attention for it. And so, you know, it's like, well, yeah, that's great that they did that. But actually, you know, I did this. Do you ever find yourself wanting to make sure that people know that, I mean, you would never do this now at your older age, but when you were younger, what horrible thing? No, but would you ever try to like let people know that it was actually you that, that promote that, you know, I don't know, did that great marketing plan or, or hack came up with the idea. Like if no one knows who it was. Yeah. Or, or you made that suggestion and you're like, wow, nobody knows. I've got to let somebody know. That's an episode of the office where Michael Scott does, uh, does something. Right. He thinks it's amazing, but then it turns around and it burns the company. So Michael blames Dwight. Michael says, Dwight, you've got to take this for me. You got to tell David Wallace. It was your idea. So Dwight says it was his idea. And then David Wallace goes, David Wallace goes, that was the greatest idea I've ever seen in my life. And then Michael's like all jealous. because And it backfired. It backfired. I'm like, but guys, listen, pride of ownership is going to convince me that you're worth taking the risk on. And that's part of pitching a project. That's part of pitching a show. How do you convince me? Let's just say I'm the investor. How do you convince me to take a, to take a risk on you? I've got a very big meeting next week um, where I've got to convince some people to take a risk on me. And, you know, as we're building this streaming service we're talking about, OAXIS Entertainment, right. which we will never stop talking about because that is what we are going to do. And it is being built right now. We just finished our beta test a month ago. We got some great feedback. If you were one of the families out there that was part of the OAXIS beta test, we're so grateful and appreciative that you helped us out. But we are now moving to our getting launched phase. We're, like, yeah. we're going to launch this thing eventually, and we're going to move it into a direction that's awesome. But all of this takes time. All of it takes uh, getting others invested in us and with us because it can't be a one-man show, one-woman show, one-person show ever. No. And by the way, your life out there, Mad Hustle people, is not a one-person show. You need to involve people that work with you and that are excited to be around you and stuff. And so uh, we have a lot of cool things coming up pretty soon here as well. Well, Um, I wanted to give a definition of ownership real quick. Okay. Because so you're saying pride. The, uh, take pride, pride in of ownership. the state or fact of being an owner. You know that I mean, yeah, ownership. You need, you, need, you need to look that up. You had to look that up. No, I know that, but I wanted to get like the. It just sounds official when you're like, I looked up the definition. Dictionary.com, but it but it is true. It's like you are, you know, you you. It is a fact that you are an owner. It's like you've come up with an, a property, whether it's a movie or a cartoon or a comic book or something. You own that. Like right. you created it, you own it. Yeah. So you can you have a lot of decisions to make in your future, um, and then you also have creative control, <laughs> yeah. you know, over whatever it is that you're doing. And so that's also such a great thing. And uh, there's something that happens that's really big between I work for that company who made that show versus this is my show now that I've created and now I need to go sell it to a company. So there's like a big difference in there. There's a big, huge, giant step of maturity that has to take place as well. Uh, Three words I want to put in your head, everybody. And um, these are really good words. Purpose. What is your purpose? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you attempting to sell this project? What is your purpose? You just want to do it because it looks fun or because someone else did it and you think it's super easy? Awesome. That's great. Do you want to help people? Do you want to help the world? Are you trying to uh, get a message across? What is your purpose? Next thing, the other word is sever. S-E-V-E-R. Sever, like to cut off. Uh, And the other word is sew. S-O-W. Not like sewing a needle and thread. Sewing like planting. S-O-W. So purpose, sever, and sew. Figure out what your purpose is. What do you have to sever in order to make it happen? And what are you sewing towards it? What are you sewing toward your vision? 
What did what do you have to what do you have to sever and get rid of to make your vision possible? Speaking of vision possible on YouTube, go check out our channel. And what is your purpose? What's the ultimate goal? Why are you doing all that you're doing? We just want to leave that in your brain. Also, if you guys want to uh, have a coaching call with me, just go to askbutchhartman at gmail.com and uh, put the ter- put the, uh, the phrase coaching call in the subject and someone from my team will get back to you and we can set up a time. You can talk directly with me one-on-one in person. We can talk about your project. That would be great. Reach out to Julianne on Vision Possible on YouTube. You can have her give you a coaching call as well. Uh, make sure you get a hold of her there. Get my book, Mad Hustle on Amazon and Vision Possible on Amazon as well. And anything else to add, Julian? Oh, well, I've got my trivia question for, for you. me. Yes. This is really special actually. Just for me? Yeah, you'll gonna, see why. All right. Okay, you ready? You going to stop me, you think? Mm, probably not, but I want to say anyway. Here we go. The Seaver family, including Mike, Carol, and Ben were on oh. what show? Oh, that's Growing Pains. Easy. And then and Butch Hartman. I was I was on Growing Pains too. I know that's I, why that's, I, I was going to say that's I, did a, I did a guest spot. Was that in the question? The, the no, no, no. I did no. a guest spot on Growing Pains back in 1987. People, wow, that was a thousand years ago. I know, isn't that cool? Now I have a question for you. Yes. You ready for this? Yes, I am. All right, trivia question should be an easy one. What is Thor's brother's name? Oh my God, Loki. Very good. Ah! I got it. Give me five. How did you know that? Uh, Because the new Loki show out. So, yeah, someone was talking about it. Very well done. One thing I want to mention, too, uh, before we go, is the uh, Fairly Odd Parents live action show. Yeah, this is exciting. Fairly Odd Parents live action show that's being done for Paramount Plus was just uh, put into production as of this past Monday. Today's Thursday, uh, July 15th, as we record this. But the, the Fairly Parents live show went into production on Monday, four days ago, and I'm, I'm officially an executive producer on the show. Yeah, that's I'm amazing. I'm so excited. Uh, thanks to all of you amazing Fairly Parents fans over the years that have made this possible. You guys are amazing, and uh, we could never have done it without your support and love. Yeah, and so if we you, love and support you back. Thank you. And if you're a Danny Phantom fan... fan Start writing letters to Viacom. Yeah, don't get them excited. Not, nothing, them, no, no, I'm saying we need to do this for Danny Phantom. Let's yes. start a whole campaign to say bring Danny back. Although the Danny Phantom Funko Pop did come out in October. But that's it. We which, want bodes a show. Well, which bodes well. I think they're going to make another show. I really, really do. I'm when? excited. I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right, guys. We love you. Um, I want you to play the 1984 song again, but you want to Oh, no, no. That. It's right here. It's, it's right, right here. there. Ready? And we're going to close. With the summer of 84, we love you guys, and we'll catch you on the next Mad Mad Hustle Hustle Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Mad Hustle Podcast. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and most importantly, motivated to get moving and sell your project in Hollywood. Remember to get Butch's book, Mad Hustle, on Amazon. It's a treasure trove of information about what to expect as you navigate the ins and outs of the entertainment industry. You can also find Butch on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The man likes to hustle, and if you're serious, you should too.